Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. It is that time again. It's Diffusion and it's the Christmas special this week. And every year for the last couple of years, we've been doing the Christmas quiz. Going around the room, we've got Tilly Boleyn. Say hi, Tilly. Hi. Shona Blair. Hello. Jackie Hayes. Hello. Jackie Peffer. Hello. Catherine Behag. G'day. Vanessa Gardos. Hi. Celine Steinfeld. Hi. That's that side of the room. You may have noticed a bit of a pattern there. Over on this side of the room, Ian Wolfe. Hello. Charles Willock. That's me. Delic Muller. Hello. And Darren Osborne. Hello. Two teams, we've got four rounds, and winner takes all. So in order to get this underway, Tilly and Ian, would you mind stepping forward, please? We're going to have a a toss of the coin. I think uh, we'll have Tilly. Can you toss the coin for me, please? Ian, you get to call. Toss. Heads. And come down, it's tails. So the girls get to start. That's the Schrodinger's Cats is the name of their team. We're going to start with Name That Fake. Three of these molecules are real, one of them is not. Bastardane, fruity cologne, (laughs) greasy polone, or spermidine. Which one of those is not the real molecule? Ian, have you uh, done any investigations? (laughs) (laughs) What about the fruity cologne? Too normal for a scientist to name. It is weird. But then again, all of them except for the fruity fruity cologne have that little iron at the end of it. Fruity cologne. Fruity cologne. Okay. We're going to go with fruity cologne. I'm sorry. Fruity cologne is actually a real oh, chemical. Oh, what, Captain? Oh. The fake in this particular set was greasy cologne. There is no greasy pole of molecules, I'm afraid. And so that then sends us over to the boys team, also known as the Pavlov's dogs. All right, guys. Uh, which of these is not a real molecule? Megaphone. Cadaverine. Coming tonight. Or Steve-Ohn, presumably named after a guy called Steve. Now, I, I hate to admit it, but I do know the third one is a real one. Which, Coming Tonight? Coming, coming Tonight, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's related to Chicken Tonight. <laughs> I feel like Coming Tonight, we won't... I believe the one it is, is Steve-Ohn. Oh, yeah, let's go with Steve. Steve-Ohn. Steve-Ohn is correct. So that would be one point to the Pavlov's dogs. We're now on to scientific papers. Which of these scientific papers is not real? The relationship among height, penile length and foot size, courtship behaviour of ostriches towards humans under farming conditions in Britain, (laughs) accurate management of the zipper-entrapped penis, I can see a theme here, or effect of beer, wine and spirits on the mating rituals of muskrats. Mm. I think the third one's been thrown in because I saw that in a film once and I think you've been watching <laughs> too many DVDs. <laughs> the, the, the trap penis. I think this is just a sore point over on this side. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think someone by now has got to have investigated height and, and feet and penile length. But three, on the other hand, number three, the getting your penis caught in your zipper, I don't think that's funny and I don't think that should <laughs> I don't think that should be the topic of scientific investigation I think this Science is a sore point with the Pavlov's dogs management for emergencies alright we'll, we'll go for three 
Number three, the acute management of zipper entrapped penis was in fact a study presented to oh. by James F. Nolan, John's J, Thomas J. Stillwell and John P. Sands Jr. It was in fact the effects of beer, wine and spirits on the mating ritual of muskrats. No one's ever done that study yet. yet. <laughs> All right, over to the Schrodinger's cats. <laughs> Which one of these is not real? Termination of intractable hiccups with digital rectal massage. <laughs> Studies on the chemistry of arseholes. No laugh What for that kind one. of arsehole? Effects of anal beads on nutrient absorption. Oh my god. <laughs> farting as a defence against unspeakable dread. I think the farting is a real one. Yeah, right. definitely. It's either the anal beads or the... <laughs> <laughs> or I the arseholes. That's number two. The one that actually said arseholes. Yeah. Arseholes? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, we're going to go with assholes. All right, studies on the chemistry of assholes was in fact a study oh! by G. Markle and H. Hauptmann in the Journal of Organometric Chemistry. Chemistry because an asshole is in fact a type of chemical with a comic name. In fact, it was effective anal beads on nutrient absorption. Uh, apologies to all our listeners out there. Okay, and seeing as neither of you got that right, we'll go back to the Pavlov's dogs. In this round, we're going to go to the world of uh, commercial scientific products. Which of the following have you not heard about on commercial television? Is it the Pons Institute, <laughs> Laboratoire Garnier, <laughs> the Clearasil Foundation for Deep Cleansing Studies, or Procter & Gamble Hair Care Research Centre? I'd say it's got to be one of the last two. Yeah. The first two I've definitely heard of. Yeah, and, and I get a feeling I've heard the last one. But uh, are, they, are they the ones that do the head and shoulders and they, then they put the pieces of sticky paper on your head? Oh, yeah, that's scientific a very study. scientific yeah. test. Yes. Yes. You know, um, what was three again? Uh, the Clearasil Foundation for Deep Cleansing Studies. Mm. I'll go with that. Yeah? You are, in fact, correct. That's another point to the Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the other three, of course, are... <laughs> Um, the Clearasil Foundation for Deep Cleansing Studies is not, in fact, a world-leading research centre. The other three, of course, are. Um, so, over to the Schrodinger's cats, then. Which of the following can you not purchase on the internet? Colloidal DNA boost, which gives consumers a chance to enjoy the bioenergetic repatterning signal of healthy DNA. The Far Infrared Mineral Energizer, which is a healing lamp that can successfully treat at least 75 conditions. The vegetable patch, which is a skin patch to allow absorption of all necessary vitamins and minerals through the skin. Or macupants, which cure incontinence and, in children, bedwetting with magnets placed in the underwear. Which of those, which of those is not real? I would guess the vegetable patch. That would be my guess, but I have no reasoning behind that. The vegetable <laughs> patch. That's all right. There's obviously no scientific proof behind any of them anyway. I would guess the DNA. The colloidal Treatment. DNA boost. Jackie, you're going to have to make the call on this. I'm going with number one. The colloidal DNA boost you can, in fact, buy oh, on what? the internet. The one that you can't buy yet is the vegetable patch. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to have to make my up. own team. Now, there's, there's a story here because... We made that up, and then I thought, I'd better just go and do a quick Google on this. 
the United States military is actually trying to develop one of these suckers oh, no. for use with soldiers out in the field so that they can keep up all of their vitamins and minerals while they're out there shooting people. So um, you can't get that one yet, but the uh, the colloidal DNA boost, the uh, fire infrared mineral energizer, and the macu pants, the magnetic oh. underwear, <laughs> you can in fact buy. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of round one. You are listening to the Diffusion Science Show, and this is the Christmas Quiz. We're going on to round two now, with the Pavlov's dogs ahead by two points to nil over the Schrodinger's cats. Wow. Now, round two is a musical round. What we're going to do is we're going to start playing a piece of music, and the teams are going to have to start singing or humming or whatever it is that they do, along with their piece of music. Then I'll fade the music down, and they'll continue on. After a prescribed period of time, I'll then fade the music back up again, and if they're even vaguely close, then they get a point. So we're going to start with the Pavlov's dogs, because they're ahead. The piece of music that you have selected is <laughs> the theme from Star Trek. Now, you're familiar with your piece of music. Absolutely. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to seek out new worlds, to visit new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh my goodness gracious me. What was that? Do you know I couldn't tell? <laughs> no, look, I, I think there's definitely a point in that for the uh, for the Pavlov's dogs. Well done. So, over to the Schrodinger's cats. Now, Schrodinger's cats, you have classic piece of sci-fi music. You've got the Doctor Who theme. Unfortunately, nowhere near, but you get a point anyway, yeah! just, for, just for turning up, you know? And welcome back to the Diffusion Christmas Quiz. It's time for round three at a point in time where the Pavlov's dogs are ahead on three points, Schrodinger's cat's on one point, but this is by no means the end of the show. So round three is a secret sounds round. So we'll start with the Pavlov's dogs. Have a listen to this secret sound. See if you can figure out what it is. So it, what do you guys think that secret sound was? It does remind me of popcorn popping away. But that's too easy. And not very scientific. No, 
I think it's either the woodpecker tone on shortwave radio or a Geiger counter. Sorry, the woodpecker tone on shortwave radio. If you listen in on shortwave radio, there's a tone that sounds exactly like that, sort of like a woodpecker, and nobody, of knows, what there it, is. nobody knows what it is, but that's what they call it. Right. But I don't think that's what it is. Geiger, yeah, <laughs> a Geiger counter. A Geiger counter? Is that your final answer? Geiger Muley, yep. Yep. It is, in fact, a Geiger counter. Well done, the Pavlov's dogs. That's a further point to you. So, over to the Schrodinger's cats then. Secret sound number two, listening very carefully. Secret sound number two, Schrodinger's cats. I was thinking it was one of those mosquito things. Yeah. It's a really big mosquito dying dying a death. Yeah. Um, Tesla's coils? It's a woodpecker Jacob's ladder. We'll go with Jacob's ladder. Is that what it's called? That is, in fact, what it is. It's a Jacob's ladder. Point to the Schrodinger's cats. Well done. Okay, so back to the Pavlov's dogs then. What is this secret sound? Pavlov's dogs, what was that? I'll give you a hint. We covered it in a story this year. I was thinking it was some sort of sonar or something like that. Can we hear that again, Chris? Oh, I don't know. Schrodinger's cats, are we allowed to play no! it? <laughs> All right, we'll play it for them. I will admit, this is a pretty hard one. Maybe it's like, um, you know how the toilets drain in a certain way in the Northern Hemisphere? <laughs> and they go, I'm sure there was a Simpsons episode where they developed some... No, that's not... All right, this is so hard. Here's another hint. It's really, really speeded up. What about a whale sound? No, a whale sounds are very high. It's got to be something vibrating quite slowly that we can't even <gasps> hear, and then we speeded it up. Maybe the, the wings of a something Almost. or other. I think you were right early on. It's like an underwater explosion test by the U.S. Navy. The Korean... Uh, that's no. it. The Korean that nuclear your, test. Your final Korean answer? Korean nuclear test. Fine. The Korean nuclear test. Good guess, but unfortunately, astronomically wrong. <laughs> we want a challenge. That's true. You get a yeah, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I strongly believe that it's the sound of Mr. Squiggle's rocket ship taking off to go back yes. to the moon. <laughs> uh, what about the storm on Jupiter or something? Great. Sounds good. The storm on Jupiter is incorrect. And you're going to kick yourselves. That's what the Big Bang would have sounded like if you take all of the energy and put it into sound waves. Going on to the next secret sound. Have a listen to this one. All right, folks. What are we listening to? Yeah, is it the first uh, recording from the moon? Yeah, yeah, before it got cleaned up and it sounded like this is one small step from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is incorrect, but it's it's close enough that I'm tempted yeah, to yeah, give yeah, you a yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I am going to give the other team an opportunity to steal a point as well just... if they think they know what it actually is. I believe... These are the lost tapes. NASA had some lost tapes from a moon mission, and they were hiding somewhere in Australia. I think out in Western Australia. Well, the one, the ones that are supposedly missing are Apollo 11, but I, I think I, I think it's the one. But I don't. <sighs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'd say Apollo 11. What would you say? The us. Apollo 11 lost tapes. The lost tapes. Unfortunately, I can't give you the bonus But it was in fact the first recorded transmission bounced off the moon. So it wasn't actually from people walking around on the moon going, this one step to that. It was, in fact, 
the first one bounced off the moon. Interesting story that the guy who did it actually had a transmitter out in his backyard, propped up on a chair, mm. pointed at the moon, and it was able to be received back again at another station across the other side of the planet. Okay, and the final secret sound then, we're going to go back over to the Pavlov's dogs. Just have a listen to this one. That sounded like silence, Chris. <laughs> well, indeed, funny you should say that. We're going to play that one again. Hang on one second. It sounds like part of a hearing test. That's my only guess. Um, my second guess would be it's the phone tone that only teenagers can hear. Ah. I like that one. Who are the teenagers in the room? <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, know, that might not be far it. off because Charles said he couldn't hear it. Yes. Ah. So ah. I, I think we should go with that. I'll yep. tell you what, how about I play you this one, which is similar but different. Could you hear that one, Charles? Easily. Okay. <laughs> so can I have your final answer, please? It's it's the low end tone. Sorry, the it's yeah, it's a high pitched tone that young people can hear and much older. Those people young people. Those yeah, youth. and they're putting them on their mobile phones so that the teachers can't hear their phones ringing in class. And does anyone from the Pavlov's dogs know what this ringtone might be called? Oh, maybe dog whistle or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give you a point, but there's a chance to steal a point for the Schrodinger's cats. It's called the mosquito ringtone. The mosquito ringtone. One point each. Well done. <laughs> Interestingly, this was actually developed out of um, something which had an entirely different purpose. There was a, a, a place over in the UK where they got sick of groups of up to 100 youth hanging around and just disrupting a public space. And so they decided to start broadcasting really high-pitched sounds over a speaker system outside that only the young people could hear. As you get older, the, uh, the range of your hearing decreases from both ends. You can't hear the low or the high. And so here were sounds which young people could hear and were really annoying, and the old people had no idea that it was going on. Perfect to drive away the annoying teenagers in your neighbourhood. That brings us to the end of round three. This is the Diffusion Christmas Quiz. And welcome back to the Diffusion Science Quiz. It's the Christmas quiz. We've got the Pavlov's dogs versus the Schrodinger's cats. Uh, the Pavlov's dogs are ahead five points to three on the Schrodinger's cat side. Come on, cats, you've got to catch up. This is the final round. This is the quick, you know, hands-on buzzers round. Schrodinger's cats, can I get you to test your buzzers again, please? Can I just get your buzzer a little bit further away from the microphone <laughs> before I start bleeding? Uh, so we know the Schrodinger's cat works. Uh, Pavlov's dogs, what's your buzzer, please? Any of those will do. Okay. So, final round. This is the Diffusion Christmas Quiz. Name the four bases, the building blocks of DNA. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Schrodinger's cats got in there just ahead of the Pavlov's dogs. Adenine, guanine, thymine, and cytosine. That is correct. Point two, the Schrodinger's cats. Question two. This is a multiple choice question. Since they were introduced, cane toads have invaded what area of Australia? Is it A, 1,000 square kilometres, B, 10,000 square kilometres, C, 100,000 square kilometres, or D, 1 million square kilometres? I think it was the Pavlov's dogs who just snuck in there. Uh, B. 10,000 square kilometres is wrong. Yeah. Chance to steal by the Schrodinger's cats? C, 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 C. 100,000 square kilometres is wrong. <laughs> it is, in fact, the staggering 1 million square kilometres. No points there. Over to question three. A recent Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery that stomach ulcers and gastritis 
Now, you haven't actually heard the rest of the question, <laughs> but you're going to have to answer it. Schrodinger's cats. Helicobacter pylori? Well done. The rest of the question, the rest of the question was caused by a bacteria in the gut and not by stress or spicy food. Name that bacteria. Helicobacter pylori is, in fact, correct. So that's point to the Schrodinger's cats. On to question four. Name the two Australian scientists that got the Nobel Prize. Barry Marshall was You get one point for getting Barry Marshall chance to steal by the Pavlov's dogs. You obviously need to be reading the news a bit more. It was Rob Warren. Question five. Another multiple choice. At the seventh at the 17th Australian New Zealand Climate Change Forum in Canberra in September this year. Scientists stormed out of the Garda Vienna because... Well, you can't answer the question because you don't know what the options are. So you're going to have to listen to the options. But I spent so long on these answers. All right. No, 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 no. No, go. All right. Was it because, A, the entire menu was flown in specially from Europe at a cost of 20,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide? B, they were offended by the night's entertainment in the form of burlesque dancers dressed in skimpy costumes and clad in balloons? Or C, the guest speaker opened with a joke that began, the Pope, George Bush and David Suzuki walk into a bar. Pavlov's dogs just snuck in there. It was the burlesque entertainment. The burlesque. The balloons were red, Chris. (laughs) Point to the Pavlov's dogs. Well done. Question six. Until this year, the solar system had nine planets. Name them in order. Schrodinger's cats. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter. Jupiter. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Pluto. No, oh, no, Pluto's, no, Pluto's not, not on there anymore. The nine planets name them in order. So if you're not including Pluto... Well, it's a planetoid, Chris. Before this year, there yeah. were nine planets. Nine planets name, name, them, them, in name them in order. But then you the scrap Pluto. So I'm, I'm sorry, you uh, you can't get that one. So over to the Pavlov's <laughs> dogs for a chance to, oh, to choose. You guys, I can't do it. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn. Uranus... <laughs> Neptune, Pluto. Well but done. But then, then sometimes Pluto gets in front of Neptune. <laughs> Every so often. Question seven. The ninth planet, Pluto, was demoted this year. If it isn't a planet, what is it? Planet <laughs> And for an extra point, what else is it? Over to the Pavlov's dogs. It's a dwarf planet. Well done. Good yes. steal. Just for clarification, there, a dwarf planet is the same as a planet, except that it hasn't cleared its orbit around the sun. Question eight. What does the following acronym stand for? CERN. C-E-R-N. Over to the Pavlov's dogs. The Centre... I mean, I can't do the French, but it's Centre Energy Research National Nuclear. Centre d'énergie régionale nucléaire. Wrong. Close, but wrong. Chance to steal by the Schrodinger's cats. Centre for Energy Research Nuclear. Both of you are wrong, unfortunately. The the E isn't energy, it's European. So no one gets that one. Another acronym. Hands on buzzers. VLT. Over to the Pavlos Dogs. Very large telescope. Aren't the astronomers creative? (laughs) (laughs) We've got this really what do we call it? There are plans to build a larger one called the Overwhelmingly Large Telescope, also known as the OWL. 
Seriously. Final question. Final question in a quick buzz around. Which American politician said these particular wonderfully inaccurate statements about science? For NASA, space is still a high priority. It's time for the human race to enter the solar system. And it isn't pollution that's harming the environment. It's the impurities in our air and water that are doing it. That would be the Pavlov's dogs. George W. Bush. Chance for the Schrodinger's cats to steal on this one. That is incorrect. No. Not Gore. Like like Cheney or one of those loons. No. (laughs) (laughs) Same on this. Quail. No, not George W. Bush's dad. Quail. George Bush Bush Senior. Jackie's going, George Bush had a dad? (laughs) (laughs) What was his name? (laughs) That's a challenge. Dan Quayle? What? Okay. Yeah, that's... Final answer, please. Dan Quayle is the correct answer. Outstanding. If you have... um, if you've never seen the the full list of Dan Quayle quotes, he was vice president back in uh, in the George Bush senior days. It's worth looking them up because they're humdingers. This is this is the Diffusion Christmas quiz. We've finished the four rounds and staggeringly, it's a tie. Which means we've got to put the Schrodinger's cats in a sudden death match against the Pavlov's dogs in the tiebreaker. You're going to take it in turns to give me the first prime numbers in order whoever gets it wrong first loses the game we're going to start with the pavlov's dogs two three five seven eleven thirteen seventeen nineteen twenty three Twenty-seven. By the very definition of sudden death, that would mean that the cats have died, the Pavlov's dogs have taken out the 2006 Diffusion Christmas quiz. Thank you all for participating in the show and thank you for listening to another year of the Diffusion Science Show. We're going to be back again in 2007. You bet we're going to be back in 2007 with more of the best science every week. Can I just have a, a, a big goodbye from everyone in the studio? Ian Wolfe. Bye. Charles Willock. <laughs> Derek Muller. Have a happy new year. Darren Osborne. Be nice to you, Mum. Tilly Berlin. Bye. Shona Blair. <laughs> Bye. Jackie Hayes. Bye. Jackie Peffer. Ciao. Catherine Behag. See ya. Vanessa Gardos. Bye. And Celine Steinfeld. See you later. I am Chris Stewart. You've been de- you've been delusional. You've been listening <laughs> to the Diffusion. Maybe you have been. You've been listening to the Diffusion Christmas Quiz. We'll see you in 2007. Bye bye.